Things are about to get real, but I am going to stop saying that today we have a really dramatic story because Axe has dramatic stories in every single chapter. And today's drama is surrounding Stephen. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. So we're going to dive into episode 107 today, and we're going to pray through Acts chapter 6. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship, and we will be in Acts 6 verse 7 for that today. It says, So the word of God spread... The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. Let's take that. It's kind of an odd one. This is an unusual one to use for worship, but we're going to go with it. So let's just dive in. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity to be here. I'm grateful that all the things going on in life that we have, I'm grateful that we can at any moment step back, breathe deeply, and focus our attention on you, and that's what I want to do today. You are the God who has made the progression and the growth of your church unstoppable. The word of God spread because you have made that possible. Disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number because your spirit made that possible. Even priests became obedient to the faith. You made that possible. You are the driving force of all that is good in our world. Not just then, but right now, it's your spirit, it's your power that makes the spreading of your word actually possible, that makes disciples increase in number. We are your vessels, but you're the one doing the work and the power comes from you. It's never, it's never our power that makes those things happen. And so we just honor you for that today, for being a God who is able to fulfill the plans he sets in motion. Your word says that you have things that have been planned before time that you have the power to fulfill. And so we just honor you for that today, for your ability to fulfill your plans, for your all, <laughs> you being all powerful in that way. And we worship you for that this morning. As we continue to go on, I ask you to help me focus because I'm being pulled in so many directions today. We've had kind of tech emergencies and conference stuff and normal everyday things that need to happen at the same time. My mind is scattered and so I ask you to help me focus. Help me be really present in this time so that this prayer is uh, not, <laughs> not any better, but just so that it is able to be understood <laughs> by more than just me because I can understand my own ramblings, but not everybody can understand my ramblings. So help me be clear, help me be focused, and certainly help me honor you in everything that I say and do. Let this space be yours today to do with as you wish. And I ask that you would turn our eyes towards Jesus as we progress through this scripture and change us by the time we leave it. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to jump into what is all of Acts chapter 6. This chapter is a little bit shorter than the chapters surrounding it. The next one on Friday, so we're going today and Friday for those of you who missed that announcement, is longer. So, <laughs> But it's shorter, but it's still full of eventful situations in the life of the early church, and we are about to meet Stephen. So let's jump in. 
In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of disciples and said, It would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, oh, I was going to look up these, these names, and Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Let's pray through that portion. Father, we are faced with an image of someone this week, an influencer, a very influential social media personality who made some mistakes in judgment or said some things that she shouldn't have said. And it was about this idea of the distribution of work. And her attitude was demeaning. This attitude today, so I don't, I don't know why this is striking me today this way, but the idea that the apostles were supposed to devote themselves to the word and to prayer and not to waiting on tables. This has nothing to do with being demeaning, but everything to do with everybody has a purpose in life. And it was so fascinating to me in the last few days as I've been reading over this, even before that whole debacle on social media, was the idea that Stephen, who was full of the Spirit— highly respected, where is it, full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and later says full of grace and power at performing great wonders and signs among the people. This man was one of the men put in charge of food distribution, of waiting on tables, as the phrase is in the here. This is not a lesser work. This is just a different work. And I would pray that as we Christ followers consider how the world views people, that our view would be totally different, that we would look at each person and each person's responsibility in the body, each person's role in life, each person's work that they contribute to your kingdom as equally important because it is. Every single person that I am in earshot of speaking to ever in my entire life has been made in your image and is worth priceless amounts, was worth the blood of your son. These people, each and every single one of them, no matter what they've done, no matter who they are, no matter what their circumstances in life are, priceless. And I pray that we would recognize that we are not our work, but that each person is supremely valuable. That Stephen, who was a man full of grace, full of power, doing signs and wonders among the people, that was his role. He was one chosen to oversee food distribution, like that our value has nothing to do with the work we do, and yet there is a perfect place for us to do our work in this kingdom. There is a perfect environment for me to be serving you in. There is a prescribed place that you have for me in life, and that whatever that is, whatever role you have specifically designed me for, whatever work that you have, things that that you have specifically created me and enabled me and equipped me to do, Pray that I would look on those things with value, that I'm not comparing. Get rid of the comparing. I don't think Stephen was comparing himself to Peter. I don't think that was happening or it, or it wouldn't say that he was full of the Spirit and full of grace and full of truth. So help us to stop comparing. 
All right, I think I need to move on from there. Let's see the next. Scripture says, So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. When we are fulfilling our roles, Father, this is what happens. When we're doing the work that you've given each one of us, when we are honoring you, when we are full of the Holy Spirit, full of grace, full of truth, this is what happens. Your word spreads, and your people, your disciples are increased. And I pray that you would do that work in our lives today, that you would bring us to a place where we are full of grace, full of truth, full of your spirit, so that your work can proceed in the world. The rest of the chapter says this, now Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from some members of the Freedmen's Synagogue, composed of both the Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some from Sicilia and Asia. And they began to argue with Stephen, but they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, we heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, so that they came, seized him, and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witnesses who said, This man never stops speaking against this holy place and the law. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. That's all of chapter 6. Cliffhanger in scripture, right? Let's pray. Father, Stephen is in this situation where he was doing exactly what you had him do. He was full of your spirit, and there came opposition because we are told that we will face opposition when we are, the, the closer we are to you, the more mature we get, the more we step out in faith, the more we're exercising our gifts, and the more the spirit is free to do its work in the world through us, we'll begin to face opposition. And in Stephen's case, he faced lies, he faced false accusers, he faced people paying witnesses. He was brought to a court, the civil and religious authorities. He was brought to the Sanhedrin, the civil and religious authorities, and basically put on trial for some trumped up charges. Father, we have that happen to us today in different ways. Maybe we aren't going to be brought before the Sanhedrin, but we will be challenged. We will have people say things about us that are not true. We will have people recruiting other people to say lies about us. There is, There won't be a time in our lives when we are not faced with the, <laughs> with the likelihood, if we are doing your work in the world, that we'll face opposition that can be completely made up. And so we will stand on that same space and people will look at us and hear those charges and they will look at us. And my prayer this morning is that when the accusers have spoken and the people who listen are looking at us, what will they see? My prayer is that they will see our faces like the face of an angel, that we will be speaking in the power of the Spirit, that we will be so wrapped up in our relationship with you that when they look at us, they see you, that when they look at us, our priorities our true loves will be obvious. When we were put in situations in public, my prayer is that they will look at us and see you. Make that true in my life. Make that true in the lives of everyone listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you so much for joining me in prayer today. If you're watching this on the Grace in the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, we'll be back again on Friday, which is unusual, but we'll be back again on Friday. But it will be closer to 10.15 to 10.30-ish time frame whenever the break happens. They're pretty good about timing, probably about 10.20. If you're a podcast listener, I'm so thankful that you are here with us as well, listening and subscribing to the podcast. It's really helpful in getting more people to join us in prayer. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life in business. And as we do this twice a week, I really, really hope that God is growing you in your prayer life as He is growing me in mine. I know that He will answer these prayers in mighty ways, and my biggest ask of Him with this whole show is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we are praying. That's my biggest request. Amen. Amen.